And here we are, Joe. Good. Again. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another exciting installment. Installment? Exciting. An exciting installment of, of a podcast called Running on Empty. The Empty on Running podcast mm. services. Um, nope, I fucked that up. So we're bringing you today part two of Avenge Sevenfold. Dose. One, two. Count them. One, two. There's two of us. There's part two. Two podcasts. Yes. Um, hmm. That's deep, dude. Yeah. That's really you know, deep. We're like we're getting on some existential crisis level. Um, last time we recorded, uh, we covered, we did a part one. So obviously, this is going to say part two. If you haven't seen part one, we would recommend going and watching part one of our kind of walk through Avenged Sevenfold's history and their studio albums. Uh, so that was about two hours long, so we decided to just kind of... <coughs> this one might not be so long, cut but... Sh- I don't want to say cut it short, but just like... It seemed like a, lost, a logical take... break, because at this yeah. at that point in the career, at that point they'd, uh, had, the, had, they had, had the death of a member, and had thus shaken... This is true. Had, thus had changed the way they were uh, approaching things. Yeah, so... We'll just go ahead and jump right into it, um, and we're gonna go on to Nightmare, which is their fifth yeah. studio record. Fifth. Well, I mean, we didn't really cover like I think we did cover Diamonds in the Rough, which isn't really a studio. Yeah, record. it's just B sides. Yeah, so it doesn't yeah. count, but it is also kind of good. So yeah. I don't yeah. know. So Nightmare is the fifth studio album released in 2010. Yes, um, and was produced by Mike Elizondo, which also had worked, had produced The Hunter. Yeah, by I definitely remember or recognize that name. Yep, and featured Mike Portnoy on drums. I think drumming legend Mike Portnoy. Yeah, yeah that think... guy is an absolute monster. Yeah, I think they they also said there are the drum parts were still mostly written by the Rev for this record. Mm-hmm. But, uh, were all performed by Portnoy. Yes, yes. Um, so, the reason which we kind of touched on that Mike Portnoy, Portnoy, uh, came in on this record is, um, because between this record and Avenged Sevenfold self-titled, um, their drummer and good friend known as the Rev, uh, he unfortunately passed away. Um, I actually, to this day, am still not 100% sure on all the details I of think it was, what happened. Yeah, it was like heart failure it was, or I something. I think it was, uh, if I remember right, it had something to do with medication and alcohol. I'm looking up. It was an overdose of oxycodone oxymorphone, diazepam, or bas- uh, basically Percocet, oxy- uh, oxycodone, Valium, uh, diazepam, and alcohol. Yeah. Basically stuff that it was, uh, it was also noted he had a uh, heart condition. So. Yeah. Um, really, really sad. That guy was definitely a huge part of the band, like, very very impactful to just kind of their sound and i would say um you know it does kind of show um 
I have a friend that thinks that this band has never really fully recovered from losing the Rev. No? Um, and, yeah, he he really thinks that they kind of went down the drain or whatever, so to speak, after he died. Hmm. I don't necessarily agree with that. But I do think that the Rev definitely brought something very special and unique to the table that no one's really been able to replicate. However, I think they've kind of found their own sound again and kind of found themselves since his passing at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but enough of that, I think, you know, we could probably talk about the record itself. So as you might imagine, um, this record has a lot to deal with, um, you know, like pain and suffering loss. A lot of those kind of themes on it. Yeah, it's definitely something that <clears throat> a lot of songs started to register more with me after our after our good friend Chuck died. Yeah, it definitely was something that I'm like, man. Before I kind of just under I didn't really understand, <clears throat> but now I'm un- having complete and total understand. Like having that feeling, I, I kind of started appreciating the record. Yeah, a little more. Yeah. So the first song on the record is called Nightmare. I am not a huge fan of this one. Um, no? I I feel like it's a little bit corny, personally, uh, with, like, the, it's your fucking nightmare. I don't know. I feel like uh, I really liked the song when I first heard it, and it is, it's got something to it that's catchy. It's got some... I don't know, like, musically pleasing qualities, but, like, also, just after listening to it enough, I kind of feel like it's just a little bit... You know, I don't like to say that something is overplayed, Mm -hmm. because that's not really a good, like, defense or critique of... Yeah, what I should say is it's not a good critique of a song is to say that it's overplayed. That's not the song's fault. Yeah. Um... But, yeah, there's something about just, like, kind of the hook of this song that I'm, I I don't really, I don't jive with. Yeah, I really like the, uh, basically the main parts of the verse where it's, like, the, uh, like, basically the half-time, like, punching, like. Yeah, it, that is a great rhythm, and like I said, there's a lot to like about this song, but it, for some reason, personally... I'm just not at the. I'm just not a fan of it. Okay, I'm just I mean, not a fan of it. It's understandable. It's understandable. It's probably one of my least listened to songs on the record. I almost always skip over it, but I mean, yeah, that's just me. It's like, one I, of their most popular songs. I listened know, to so. it the other day for the first time in a couple of years, and I think yeah. it, it, it was nice to listen to. But I yeah. still, it's not one I go to. Like, yeah, like I would say the one I normally skip more often than not is would be the next song, "Welcome to the Family." Yeah. I mean, there's sometimes I'll listen to it, but... Yeah. So, also, um, something about this record is that I think this started off as, like, a concept album, but kind of morphed into a lot more than that after the Rev passed. Mm -hmm. Because he did start working on this, you know, with the rest of the band. Yeah. Um... Yeah, any other thoughts on Um, that part of it? Because I know Nightmare and I believe part uh, Fiction, which we'll come to later, 
and mm, there's part of Save Me that I think was also well, written when I know, he was alive. I know the part of Save Me, like the that skull, like that intro, yeah. that was originally meant for Nightmare, if you yeah. listen to that demo. There is a cool demo of the song Nightmare. Yeah, but no, there's nothing really I think about that, because I know it was like they're basically citing something like Jacob's Ladder Yeah. when it came to the concept part of it, so... Uh, yeah, no, nothing, nothing really to add further than that, because they haven't really talked much about what the concept yeah. was going to be, yeah, they, or what they were planning. Yeah, they didn't really open up about, like you said, what it was going to be, or what the plans were for it. It just kind of became something mm-hmm. after some time had passed, and, you know, obviously very much due to the fact that their very good friend... Of many many years past and mm-hmm. band member, yeah. Uh, so, you know, as we said before, a lot of this is about pain and loss. Nightmare is not the song. Nightmare is not quite as much about that. It's kind of more of like you can definitely still see the fun concept albumy yeah. kind of storyline that's going through the lyrics on this song. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I think I think we've pretty much said all we needed to about the song Nightmare. Yeah. Uh, you said you skip Welcome to the Family yeah, a good amount? more often than not. Like, it's still a good song, and I found myself listening to it, like, recently. Yeah. But for a while, like, I listened to Welcome to the Family so much, I kind of just uh, moved on from it. I'm just like, I'm just gonna move right on to the, like, just, I usually start at track three. Hmm. Yeah, Danger Line is track three. Yeah. Um, as far as Welcome to the Family goes, I kind of skip that one too sometimes. Like, I don't know what it is about this record. I mean, it's a it's, really... It's like, not that it's bad, but like, or anything like that, but like, there's just so many songs that I feel like are just so... I don't know, like, easy to kind of gloss over on on this mm-hmm. record which is why you know no no shade or anything thrown here but like this usually sits as one of my least favorite Avenged Sevenfold records yeah because I mean there's nothing wrong with like Welcome to the Family is a good song it's a very fun song yeah it's a very like uh I don't like I kind of want to call it like an arena rock song a, kind little, of a little bit, bit yeah it's got like those feels. It's like big. It's got a lot going on. Yeah, there's kind of like in the beginning too with the like, hey kid, dun 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 dun, yeah. like that kind of thing going on. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, again, man, it's like it's not that it's a bad song at all. Um, I just don't know what it is. Like, I really can't put my finger on it, it's... and I feel like maybe. This would be something where I would need to, like, listen to this whole album again. Just, like, listen to it front to back. I really, like, try to, like, put my finger on some of these things that, like, I am a fan of or I'm not as big of a fan of. And really kind of, like, do do this justice by giving it, like, you know, a more proper review. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I see what you mean. <clears throat> yeah, it's just one of those things. Uh, Danger Line, though, I think this is, I agree with you, this is where things kind of start to really get interesting. Um, there's some qualities to the first two songs that one might call generic, almost, Mm -hmm. and that, I think, is 
kind of a fair statement. There are some mm-hmm. somewhat generic feelings I get when I listen to those. But Danger Line is where it starts to really get interesting. Um, what What is it? Like, they have, like, the guitar solo or something at the end, and then it, like, becomes, like, a whistle. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of all the music stops, and it's just, like, this whistle that's kind of, that goes and follows the same rhythm like the do 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 yeah do, 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 or something like that uh, and kind of just slowly ups this out because like it begins with a very like kind of like sound like very syncopated warm marchy yeah kind yeah of. very good it's got like that it's got that tone to it like especially lyric yeah wise. yeah it does start off with like this warm marchy like dun 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 yeah and um it's really cool actually the song itself is lyrically more meaningful in Mm. my opinion than the first two as well this takes the perspective of a man if i recall correctly this is a man who is fighting in a war and ends up being shot and dying before he can make it home and it's kind of his final thoughts and final prayers i one lyric that really sticks out to me it was uh now now i find myself in my own blood the damage done is far beyond repair never put much faith in up above but now i'm hoping someone's there yep and then right after that it's i never meant to leave this world alone i never meant to hurt the ones that cared and all this time I thought we'd just grow old. You know, no one said it's fair. Yep, that was. And that is, like, really powerful lyrics to me. Yeah. So it's basically this guy who is at a war, or like a gunfight or something like that, and uh, he gets shot. And it basically it's him describing, like, he's looking like he's looking at himself, and he's seeing this bullet hole that's just in him, and he's just laying yeah. there kind of just coming to terms with his life and his death and hoping the best for his daughter. Yeah. Um, It's really emotional song, despite the fact that it's kind of like really, what's the word? I don't want to say like, it's not a thrash metal song, but it's like definitely like a very upbeat, like kind of... Would you call it riff-driven? I think yeah, that's pretty fair that the mm. riffs are kind of like almost more, you know, maybe not it's, not, it's not. it's also not like an upbeat song, but it's an up-tempo song for, yeah. for the biggest part of the time. It's up-tempo, and I, I was going to say it's like riff-driven because a lot of the guitar parts like really stick out to me. But now that I think about it, like the vocal melodies and stuff too are also really powerful and very listenable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm a fan of this song for sure. Yeah, it's one of my personal favorites on the record. Um, number next, <laughs> number four is "Buried Alive." I think this is a contender for best song of the record. Yeah, it's definitely there's there's a couple songs that have the same kind of intro to where it's kind of everything's nothing's really playing except like this very like clean. Uh, guitar. It's not yeah. even acoustic, it's just clean. And just playing these very, like, mellow, and, like, these kind of melodramatic, like, not even, core, I don't want to call it this core, like an arpeggio or something. Yeah. <clears throat> and it just kind of builds up and builds up, and it's one, like, it starts off with, at, like, a 5, but yeah. ends at, like, a, at a 15. Yeah. 
and we'll just slowly keep adding adding more and more and more and more like <clears throat> one of my favorite parts is when it's like uh it's been like a couple of weeks since i listened to the song but basically it, it reaches a point where it kind of like you'll probably I'm pretty sure you know what i mean where you just it just has like this clear poof, and it just yes. keeps and then the riff just yeah. kind of changes and it just keeps going that's right at the end of the solo actually yeah. is when that happens uh, Buried Alive is a very good song like we said it starts off pretty slow uh, you know fairly slow melodic clean guitar kind of taking you into like this kind of emotional little ride then it kicks in and you hear the story of a man that is maybe in hell or something like that, maybe a yeah, purgatory. Something, yeah, something like that. And just trying to figure his way, figure his way out. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily out of this place, but like just figure out what all this is about, kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, kind of like if you want to think about it, it's almost like a contrast to Danger Light, like this dude. Uh, basically died and now this other person's just like now the soul's in purgatory yeah or whatever maybe yeah i never actually thought of it in that way but but that's not a huh that's kind of interesting i'm gonna have to like listen to those two songs next to each other and see if i can like draw those parallels yeah it's just i didn't think about it until thinking about like that like how danger line is about this guy dying coming to terms with his death and then the soul is now trapped in purgatory yeah uh, I would say things to watch out for on this are some very um, skilled like vocal work from Shadows. I mm-hmm. think this is some of the best singing he has on the record. Mm-hmm. Um, also, man, there's just actually kind of a lot to like. But yeah. the other big thing is, like we have mentioned earlier, at the end of the guitar solo, which is near the tail end of the song, um, it does end up kind of like kicking into different gear which yeah, you'll like know because it like kind of hits you when it when yeah, it happens it's like that whole second the whole like last section of the song where like after that like kind of like that gear shifts and the lyrics come in and shadows just like this is now your life and then the guitar is just like like i just like how it's like very like that's not at all the riff that's playing while he's singing yeah like as soon as his like vocals in for that line the guitar just go to have that quick and then it yeah. just shifts right back into it yeah because while while he's singing it's like it, i think it follows his vocal melody right mm-hmm. yeah it goes, yeah which that's yeah. yeah it's just kind of nice how like these they add those chugs into where it's the very metal yeah it's very metal easily awesome it's a, it's a fun song to listen to yeah it's a trip for sure, it's it's definitely it takes you on a journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else about Buried Alive? Uh, no, it's just a good song. Listen to it. Like I have fun whenever I'm like playing drums or like warming up or something. I'll play through. Oh my nose Buried is so Alive today. Just because it's fun to go from that very calm beginning mm-hmm. and just end. Because even the drums don't get super complicated there at the end. It's just very stompy. Yeah, and it's just stompy. You're right, man. Because like. The, just listening from the beginning to the end and then like comparing the two because it's like you know the drums really start off and they're like mm. dun, 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 yeah dun. and then by the end it's like dun, ch, dun, ch, dun, ch, dun. yeah it's very driving yeah like, it's nice 
Love it. Uh, Natural Born Killer is number five. Natural Born Killer. Such a good song, dude. This song rips. This, this... this is the trashed and scattered of this record, yeah, kind of. Like, In my opinion, I think that's actually a decent analogy. The riff is fast. Yeah. Like, it just kind of pops in with, like, these super fast, like, tremolo picking. Yeah. Uh, Portnoy comes in with a blast beat. Into Ice Bell. Ding! Yeah, like, everything comes in, it's like, it's, it, I don't even think it starts calm, it's just kind of like, you have a few seconds, and it's like, everything's like, alright, that's the fucking riff. Drums come in, Shadow just screams over it all, blast beat hits, everything stops, and then you just hear, ding! And it jumps right back yeah. into it. Actually, it's, like, even at that point, it kind of does, like, the whole... There's actually a lot of moments on this record which I would describe as, like, a change or, like, a shift in gear. And yeah. this is another, like, moment where, like, the song shifts its gears right mm-hmm. after the ice bell. Ding! Because yeah. then it goes, like, from, like, da 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 to, like, da 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 Like, mm-hmm. really grooving riff. Yeah, I will say Whereas this is... before it was, like, really punchy, just thrashy. This is one of my favorite vocal performances for Matt on this record. Me too, actually. Because he's, he's, he's like, he's gotten, a, he's become a very clean singer. But, like, by clean, I mean, he, like, there's certain qualities. Like, you either have, like, that scratchiness or you don't. Yeah. But this one, he fully embraces that raspiness. Yeah, that, and like, it's gravel. just, it's just so raw and yeah. powerful. Like this, the lyrics themselves are pretty aggressive. Yes, they are. Um, I think this song is super enjoyable to listen to, especially if you're a fan of like you know fast, just like always at like a ten kind mm-hmm. of metal. Yep. Uh, you know, this probably draws some inspiration from things like Slayer and yeah, you know, bands such as that from yesteryear but they were the ones that were really like pushing the whole like just faster mm-hmm. harder heavier yeah. like this is also that uh, last time we were talking about like that what they're calling the west coast punk beat yeah which is something that the rev did a lot this song is in this song at like certain points in time where it's kind of i think it's like mostly during the chorus or like the pre-chorus or something like that because i can i can't remember the exact lyrics over it but I can hear the guitar parts. It's kind of like more of like those uh, melodic, like almost like the dueling guitar parts. Yeah. I think it's maybe the interlude and the beat just kind of, kind of comes in and fills it. It's a weird place for it to be. I'm trying to remember like what, if I can remember the guitar part, I can remember the Yeah, I can't quite remember how the guitar part goes, but I can picture part portions of it in my head right now. Huh. Uh, the interlude, like where, uh, where at uh, in the song. I want to say... Is it, like, before the I'm waiting thing? Yeah, one second. I mean, I'm not sure where it is, like, off the top of my head, but I can hear See, it. See, because what I thought this, like, you know... It might south... be it might be right before and, and I'm waiting. Like, there's a point, like, towards the middle of the song where it says, I'm waiting waiting for the days to slowly pass me by. It's, like, right before that. No, it's, like, it's a little bit more... Something like that, yeah. Yeah, something like that. I have to listen to that song and watch out for it because what I thought the punk, like the West Coast like punk beat was, is like kind of like the thing in Almost Easy, you know? Uh, no, almost Where it's easy. Like, like no, the double ride. No, thing. no, the double ride. That's pure but fucking. That's that's metal. That's like I don't know what that is. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to point it out to you again. I can... Yeah, definitely point it out to me next. We'll listen to that after this. Yeah, and since last time. 
we linked a few of the songs. I think we picked one from every record, yeah. and we decided to link them in case anyone wanted to check those out. I'm thinking maybe Natural Born Killer. Maybe. maybe. We'll see. We'll see. So, right. so far away. Yep, so far away. This is where... Horrible singing. <laughs> Why would you let me do that? Yeah, I had no idea you were doing it, sir. So, so far away. We're at the basically the middle point of the record we've been kind of we haven't really had a break so far i think about it we've had some like slow like a slower melodic part in slower moments in the songs but tracks one through five there's no question that you're listening to like a metal record yeah so now we got our actual first break in the record at least a rock rock and roll record by very strict standards Mm -hmm. if you're like you know so so far away is basically I want to say it's basically Sengates' goodbye it, it, to... It's like yeah. the ballad of the record. Yeah, yeah. It is a goodbye song. Uh, it's it's an emotional one, man. It's one of the best ballads, I think, that mm-hmm. they've written. Um, yeah. It's just very heartfelt. Uh, f- my first listen or two to this song, oh. I thought the vocal melody sounded really weird. I just found out but, like myself that this is the first song... Since I Won't See You Tonight Part 1, that Sinister Gates wrote completely by himself. Sinister Gates wrote all of I Won't See You Tonight Part 1? Yeah, that's what it says here. What? Get out of here, dude. Uh-huh. I thought that was all Matt. No, it says right here it was all Sin. That's one of the best songs in their discography is I Won't See You Tonight Part 1. That is one of... Like, yeah, that can't even be understated, yeah. man. Like, whew, wow, that <laughs> changes my perspective. That gives me a whole new respect for this man. That gives me a whole new respect. So Far Away, definitely a slower song. Mm-hmm. Um, don't, like, sleep on it or skip over it, though. Yeah, It is definitely a musical piece in which you know you can tell that someone has really poured their heart out yeah it's... into the lyrics it's so emotional it's so oh. meaningful i mean when you break it down i mean like cause i remember we <clears throat> we would watch that uh all access dvd and they kind of break down how they all met and i guess kind of the glue that brought everyone together was the rev yeah and he had brought sin into the band because they were really close friends and did a lot of shit together beforehand and so it's kind of like like when i kind of pictured like the band i'm like oh yeah so because the way i pictured it was like all right you have matt and zach like m shadows and zachy they were they were like they were the two that were hanging out and then johnny christ was like the little brother of one of their friends and then you had sin and rev like, those were, like, the kind of, like, pe- people that you would kind of picture, yeah. like, in groups together. And they all kind of, like, all met via, you know, one, just kind of hang- hanging out in similar groups, and two, just the Rev kind of being, like, that glue. Yeah, because he was such an outgoing and kind of crazy guy. Yeah. So, I like, guess kind of, like, it's uh, him saying goodbye to one of his best friends. Yeah. Yeah, is- definitely, um... It, it's one song that comes to mind too when I see those pictures of these nightmare days where 
The Rev's gone. You know, he was a fan favorite, too, because he was just so hilarious, you know, in all their extra videos and stuff that they had. Big personality. Big personality, very imaginative, very funny, uh, just, like, such a, like, off-the-cuff slapstick kind of funny, too, that's, like, Mm -hmm. really not common anymore, you know? People, like, really live in such a kind of, like, enclosed, kind of scared of what people think of them kind of manner Mm -hmm. now that but like the rev didn't have any of those like inhibitions or anything Mm -hmm. like that he's such a free-spirited guy um all that said though it really hits home when you see some of those Mm -hmm. pictures from the nightmare era where it's like just four members in this band now and you're like wow like one of the most important pieces is like missing from this man it's tough it's tough. So Far Away is a very good song. Yeah. One of the best songs on this record by far. Yeah. I definitely think the later half of this record in general is better than the first half. Yeah. Like from like So Far Away on, kind of, it's it's almost like the same thing that happened in uh, almost every record they put out. Because even in self-titled where that was kind of all over the place, but up until like a certain point. Everything was kind of like, oh yeah, this is still like a standard record. But then you get like, then it crosses this line and it's like, okay, now we're just throwing like the common thread out the window. Yeah. Like especially, yeah, in, especially in City of Evil, you go all the way up to, uh, uh, fucking, I can't think of the name of the fucking ballad on that record. Oh, Seize the Day. You go all the way up to Seize the Day and it's pretty solid. And then after that, every song's like seven minutes long. Yeah. They've all got yeah, orchestras really. and choirs and a bunch of crazy shit So many shit background going on. vocals, yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of like the same thing that happens here, where the immediate transition is a lovely little song titled God Hates Us. Yeah, so we went from Natural Born Killer, which is like very just like kind of thrashy, like yeah, love to headbang to it, just love to headbang to Natural Born Killer, and then you get so far away very emotional driven song and then you get this soft melodic kind of same like kind of guitars that came that were in uh, the beginning of buried alive like guitar solo like or not even solo just like kind of clean guitar riff and then like it just dives bombs into like just this super loud like just balls to the wall epic thing we get the heaviest screams that we've ever heard from M Shadows. Some just chugging, like, oh, terrible corpse if, shit. Okay, maybe not that heavy, but... If you're in a car with a decent system, turn on God Hates Us, and you will not be disappointed. For some reason, they're like... The way they recorded the drums this re- uh, for yeah. this song just hit so hard. Especially like that beginning where everything's kind of setting up and dun, port noise just dun, 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 boom, dun, 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 boom, boom, dun, 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 dun. Oh, Mike's God. Mike's drum work is insane. Yeah, this is a this is like you don't fuck with this song, dude. <laughs> Do not like, fuck with this song. Like Shadow said, he wrote it like on a stormy night, just super pissed off at the world. Like yeah, and it's very the riffs and stuff are very Pantera. Yeah. It's a very Pantera song. The solo is Mashuga. Yeah, it's then like there's like Meshuggah. the like breakdown part where you're, you're just like, 
Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, it's so good, man. It's very heavy. Probably, it's, you know, could be argued to be the heaviest song they've ever put out. Could be. It's a good song. Listen to it. So, yeah, God Hates Us, definitely. It's crazy. It's crazy. Listen to it. Uh, then it is number eight, Victim. This I... is these last four songs. Yeah, one, two, three, four songs. These are some of my favorites on the record. Yeah, Victim like, is by far probably one of my favorites. I would I would listen, like, if someone was like, hey, we'll give you, like, the first seven songs. Like, you could only listen to the first seven songs or the last four songs, you know, mm-hmm. on this record. I would totally pick the last four songs. Uh, That's how good that the tale of this record is. Victim might be my, might be my most listened to song on this record. One, it's like it's, I don't know, sometimes just lyrically it kind of just makes me appreciate life yeah. a little more. And it's of, like I mentioned before, like when it came to coming to Buried Alive, like whenever I was like going to play drums and I wanted a good, like a nice easy or a nice calm warm up or just fun song to play, I just turned to Buried Alive. I can just kind of turn my brain off and get into the groove. Yeah. Victim is a very like again lyrically impactful song deals with the pain of loss a lot um god hates us is probably actually i would say so far away is where we really start getting into like the statements about loss and Mm -hmm. pain so so far away is like oh i miss you i'm sad god hates us is like why were you stripped away from me i want to burn down the world victim is kind of like that like just emptiness feeling almost like yeah easily. you know like what do we even do like i don't even know it's, what to do with myself right now it's almost like so far away is another it's like, like a portion of grief of uh, god hates us is like you when you're dealing with boston you just there's a point in time you're just so angry yeah so tired and then Victim is just like you just I don't know what to say I don't say it's coming to war- terms with it, but it's I'll, like denial, you know, yeah, like almost it, oh, in a way. Of. It's almost like kind of just like the aftermath of like of everything. Like yeah, you're angry. You you go through Victim? stages of like you have like you realize you're hurt because your friend's not your friend or loved one's not there. Then you're angry at the fact that it happened. And victim is just kind of like. Those moments after it's all done and you're so emotionally drained yeah, and you're just trying to get back into your life and trying to now figure out your your routine and get back into yourself without that person there. Yeah. Because, like, a lot of the lyrics are just, like, like, you're just, like, you're just, it's coming to terms. Like, it's basically, like, just waking up and re- someone's like waking up and you're not there. It were just, just coming to it's, it's literally like all these lyrics. It's just like you. It's it, like it seems. It seems that's, too. It's like such a big one too. Is victim is really like the like after you've cried like so hard that you like tears just don't even come out anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I and I, I think I really come to this point when uh when we were dealing with the Chuck stuff and I'm trying not to tear up myself yeah. thinking back on it, but uh I know just reflecting on it and 
there's a point where, like, especially when we got the uh, pictures of, like, the uh, obituary and stuff yeah. from the funeral home, I was just, like, I just, I understood. I'm like, man, this really, this is that moment where I'm like, yeah, you're gone and it still sucks. But yeah, I got to figure out a way to still exist. Yeah, and not you wake up be all alone. Yeah, realize it's not okay. It's the end of all you know. Yeah, it's probably it can be one of the toughest songs to listen to, but I think it's also one of the like just most well put. One of the most like the lyrics just make so much sense because like once you've been there, you know, like you feel it. Mm-hmm. Victim is definitely an all star track on this record. A fucking all star track. Yeah. Um, although it's also one this of the longer, song, it's also one of the longer tracks in the record. It is it's clocking it at close to eight minutes long. It's also one of the least metal songs on the yeah, record. It's I very, would say too. Yeah, it's mostly just an acoustic guitar, and it's this is the point where Victim and then the next few songs they have so much more soul in them than like metal. Yeah, if that makes sense, like. I don't want to say, like, country or, like, gospel, yeah, but there's almost, like, a few elements, like, or, like... It, yeah, it's definitely kind of like, like, those gospel elements. I can I can see what you're talking about. Like, there's a whiff of, like... Well, because they also got... I think they also got, like, the choir, the yeah. choirs and parts or, like, another singer yeah. in the background, and it's... It's... Like I said, it's easily probably my top song on the record. I love... It's, it's definitely up there. It's kind of hard to pick the number one. Yeah, I love, um, I love Victim. Although I think if someone put a gun to my head, I know what I would say. Like, these next three songs are just... Uh, number nine is next, which is Tonight the World Dies. This one's kind of got a little bit of, uh, like, an old-style country kind of yeah, vibe kinda picture, to like, it. You know, like... It's not, like, quite Johnny Cash country, but, like... Like, almost like this dark kind of, like, yeah country feeling. I just like the uh, tone it has. Like, it's just, I don't know, there's something about Tonight the World Dies that's... It's got, like, almost like a Wild Westy yeah, kind of, like, definitely. feel to it. Definitely. So it's, like, kind of that kind of a country. It's almost like, a, like, I don't want to say gothic, but it's almost like the first term I think of when you think of, like, this kind of, like, dark, moody kind of... yeah ominous tone that kind of overlays it yeah it is really moody and i will say when it comes to vocal performances if not for victim the way matt sings like i think it's like the the tonight the world dies and the way he kind of goes up and like holds the dies at the end of the song yeah this song um dude there's so many where we could be like oh this is the best vocal performance this has best vocal performance so like this one really legit might have the like it is the like, most soulful like the most yeah like i just i don't know how else to describe it other than mm-hmm. that like it's really something you gotta listen to and you're gonna be like whoa dude this guy dude blew the door it's... off the hinges with like his performance here shadows really stands out on this yeah it's also just the lyrical content is really heavy and it's Almost like I don't really know for sure because it's got it's got a bunch like this record's got all got all these different lyrical contents that go all over the place. 
but like the first batch has lost the meaning to our stay learn to live another day it's it's one it can be taken on the same term of grief but also like with the concept of tonight the tonight the world dies we have like losing it's it's losing away and humanity as its whole losing its way and it's it's a beautiful song dude yeah this song is uh man this is yeah this is a serious serious song i sometimes like i just get so worked up about how much i like something that i can't even explain why i like it. <laughs> and that's where i'm at right now I mean, tonight the like, world dies is one of my faves it's like we've had almost a decade to sit and like stew and like learn and like these over these songs yeah. so it's, at this point you kind of forget why like you don't really know the words and why you're enjoying something because i mean think about it we were what in high school yeah probably just meeting around this time or like yeah. a little bit before this and then a lot of times like the emotions and thoughts you have back then are, are kind of muddled by time like if you look back on it 10 years later it's like i don't know how or how to explain what or how i feel about something you just know it you just know how you feel about something some of these songs and it's almost like you have to kind of rediscover new reasons to why you like something yeah although i will say this man like some of these songs when i was in high school my favorites were like nightmare yeah and buried alive natural born killer god hates us and then i for some reason was like victim and tonight the world dies can go fuck themselves those aren't metal dude and like now that i'm older i'm like yeah they're like the least metal songs on the record but they're actually some of the best in terms of like songwriting just like songwriting and like how they sound mm-hmm. musically like they're just so pleasing they have so much soul to them yeah this the guitar in tonight the world dies mm-hmm. too it's just it's you just want to slap him. I, w- I want to. I want to say Papa Gates was on. It's kind of so. bluesy, you know. Yeah. It's very melancholy. Yeah. It's very bluesy, melon. dude. Like for me- fucking sure. That's so what it's it a, is. It's a wonderful. It's a wonderful riff. Tonight the world dies is definitely one of yeah. my top th- top three or four. Uh, then number ten is fiction. This song is again following the trend of getting less and less metal. This song actually has no guitar in it at all. This song is. Probably one of my favorite one. Like, it was a lot of like favorites. Like, yeah. instrumentally, I love this song. It's yeah. just piano and drums. Yeah, and <clears throat> that's a beautiful and thing. Vocals. Yeah. Yeah. This was actually the the Rev turned this song in three days before he died, and named it after himself. Which is weird because if you listen to the lyrical content, it's saying goodbye to someone. It's, I I thought I remember hearing that the song was originally titled Death. Uh, it might have been. Uh, and then they named it Fiction after him. They could. I might have that back. I might have that mixed up. I don't remember. Where I was reading that at. Yeah, I'm like I'm sitting here trying to browse and try to find it right now. But yeah, they could be. I just remember they delivered this. I'm fairly he, certain. Yeah. He turned this in just day. It, it, that does sound right. That uh. He turned this in three days before he died, and when they got around to listening to it, he it was basically the lyrical content of someone dying in their goodbyes. Yeah. So it was really weird that 
he like he handed in this song with the lyricals the lyrics basically just being from this person saying goodbye before he died yeah and then literally within the yeah. same week he passed away yeah it's very very sad man it was a heavy song and like the one like i think we were at that show when they performed fiction live and yeah that was a really cool moment yeah that was a very cool moment uh fiction is kind of the ballad on this record too in a way like so far away is but also fiction is kind of a little bit yeah this one has actual vocals from the the rev is singing a whole verse on this song as well it's most like eventually it's kind of like this thing where they try to do like a ballad a record but this one has like multiple you think of like there's a lot of like yeah stripped down and slower songs which is understandable like that's just where their grief took them when they were writing the rest of this record yeah um fiction's definitely a really good song very emotional as well like a lot of the stuff on the later half Mm -hmm. of this record um yeah, it can be a tough one to listen to too, but it's also very beautiful. Yeah. Um I it's, like it a lot. Yeah, it's worthless and I it's not it's definitely not one I listen to often. Me but. neither, but like this is the thing about the basically tracks 8, 9, 10 and then 11. Like these are songs you listen to when like you're ready for some pretty heavy and serious lyrics about loss. Yeah. Yeah, these it's... are... Fiction's a big one. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, number 11. Save Me. Save Me. This song clocks in at 10 minutes and 57 seconds, so like 11 minutes. I hate the internet right now. This song is so long, but so good. I think this is... This, you know how I said if someone put a gun to my head? Yeah. This is probably what my answer would be. Save me? This save me, yeah. yeah. The song is all over the spectrum. Like, it just starts with just, like, the bass. Yeah, you can hear a lot of kind of dream theater-ish influences on this because it is such a long, epic song with that takes you on such a journey. I remember Mike saying in an interview that he was impressed that like that the length and how well written the song was. Yeah. Just and there's never a part to it either that feels like oh they're just dragging this out. This like, is just like probably some of my favorite drumming that Portnoy has done <clears throat> has been on this song. Yeah. Cuz his double bass work on the song is top notch. There's a lot of like weird gallops and transitions and sixteenth notes he goes in for like or thirty second notes for quick blit blitzes and just yeah it's it but it like even in the calmer moments where he's still going nuts it still fits really well yeah yeah and, uh, this is like just the most musically impressive song I mm, think yeah. by a long by a fucking long shot on this record yeah this is so impressive all over the place maybe not the most impressive vocal performance on the record but like it's it doesn't suck it's not even in the same neighborhood as like a bad vocal performance like it's very very solid 
But, like, like, there's definitely moments on other songs that I really, really appreciate. Yeah, so. one thing I really like about some I'll of say like that. the background vocals is, especially in the parts where, like, <clears throat> during the chorus where, like, the backgrounds are saying, save me, they're not, like, projecting or anything. They're very melancholy. Save me. While Matt's, like, singing over, the, over yeah. it. It's kind of, I don't know, I like it. And lyrically, it's just people like it's still like it's those family members that are left behind that are like yeah. who are questioning it's like did we do something to deserve this like was it our yeah. fault that he's gone and now just like just coming to terms with it yeah yeah a lot Save of me is a perfect title for this yeah a lot of it's just like a tribute to that and like the last the last section of the lyrics are just singing tonight we all die young yeah because I think that's a like kind of alluding to the fact that like when someone you love so much goes like they die young like you in a way die young too because you know you're not going to be the same mm-hmm. without that person. Yeah, this is a another one with just such amazing lyrics, dude. They like outdid themselves for real on this song. <laughs> Oh, sorry, I almost sneezed there. Uh, (laughs) yeah. This is a song where, like, I don't know. This, I I, I do know what I was going to say, actually. This is another song where there's another gear change. Like, at least once. Mm -hmm. Definitely a couple times. There's a a gear change in the guitar solo of this. Yeah, because there's a part where it kind of all stops and you have like that very clean, almost like da 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 da. Right before it goes. It's like right before that, there's like that is a gear change. I don't want to like call it country, but it's almost like that weird kind of like clean country. Yeah. I can't quite remember the quite like thing, but you know what I'm talking like talking about. Where everything kind of stops and it's just the guitar doing like this clean arpeggio. Yeah, that. And then kicks in like the complete song just shifts yeah um dude yeah actually save me is just so good and like i feel like i could just keep rambling about this song for like forever yeah so i do want to say one thing though okay before we put this record to rest i mean there's still two more songs to talk about from this record technically in a way in a way in a way See, that's why I was going to say, maybe we're thinking on the same track here. That is the end of the official record. There's bonus tracks, though. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Lost it all. Lord Jesus. <laughs> Lost it all. This song. Fucking ripper. Is a, a fucking ripper. Okay. It's another one of those songs between this and the other song where Matt's, <sighs> bo- Matt's vocals go have like that raspy quality yeah. that he has been trying and i don't know if he just tries not to do it anymore i don't know but, either i don't know what's up but i like this song a lot <laughs> like the whole like the the chorus is just the words tonight we lost it all it's beautiful it's i don't know i don't have any other words to describe lost it all it's just it's a wonderful song if you haven't learned it, it is so just in your face just aggressive just Oh, it's so good. You love to listen to metal music. <laughs> yes. Lost It All is that. It's that bitch, dude. Yeah, it's She's that one's... bitch. 
She's a bad it, bitch. Still lyrically, <laughs> kind of like in the same vein, just uh, grief and anger. Yeah. Like, that's just basically the first lyrics for the nutshell. Like, like living with a hole inside of yourself. And then, like, the last half, like, you basically get a point where it's just... The lyrics are just talking about just burning it all to the fucking ground and just being done with it. Yeah. That is such a good part, too, because I think that comes right after the solo. Yeah. And then it, like, kicks back into the, like, verse mm-hmm. with, like, almost no warning. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Very good. Yeah. And then uh, the second, like, kind of bonus track, it's actually not listed, I don't think. It's uh, technically track. a part of the Welcome to the Family single. Okay. So this is on YouTube. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say here. It's on YouTube somewhere. 4 a.m. is another really good song, dude. Yeah, like, it's probably another one of my personal favorites. I feel like these two songs should have just been on the record. Like, yeah, why they, should, they should have just made it two songs like, Why didn't you just put these on the record? Like, they're not B-sides. They're, like, actually such great material mm-hmm. that, like... I don't know, maybe they thought they didn't fit in with the theme or something as well, but, like, from, like, just a listening standpoint, like... I would take 4 a.m. and Lost It All over, like, you know, like, probably five songs on this record. Like, I would listen to these songs first, for sure. And I do listen to these songs more than almost any other song on the record. Yeah, me too. Because they're just, like, they're they're that quality to where I do just... Very approachable songs. I just do enjoy those songs. Yeah. And just the way, like... Something's very, like, wonderful with the way 4 a.m. starts. It's just, like, the piano and Matt singing. Yeah. And... Uh, it's, I don't know. There's just something nice about that. Well, we are almost an hour into this, this review. <laughs> we still so, have. man, I can't believe I said something like, we should give this a proper review, and then spent an hour talking about it, and I feel like I didn't do it justice. Yeah. I say we kind of move on from this for now. Um we got Hail to the King next, which came out in August of 2013. Mm-hmm. This song, or uh, I'm sorry, this record, uh, in my opinion, kind of was a flop. Uh, although, like, the main title track, Hail to the King, was just blew up, dude. This was one of their most famous songs. This was actually heard on the radio all the time. Yeah, I mean, I listened to it a Hail lot. To the King. I listened to it a lot when it first came out, and I was still listen to Hail to the King. Oh, like, not maybe not the song, but the record. Songs in this record a lot. Yeah, um, Hail to the King of... is maybe a skip unless it's like ra- acoustic Grammy, Grammy performance. Dude, that performance. was a really good performance. Yeah, I'll listen to it there. Like, I don't listen to it a lot. Okay, so let's just get into it. Yeah. Shepherd of Fire. Oh, it's such a good way to kick off this album. I know. I'll say this one thing too. Uh, with this record, you know, they had spent some time after this was three years after Nightmare, mm-hmm. so they've done a little healing. They got a new drummer by the name of Aaron Elege yeah, from think some think, other band or something. And this was a period of time in which Avenged Sevenfold seemed to get a lot of flack and a lot of hate. Mm-hmm. Number one was their pick for their drummer. They're like, who is this kid? He's a nobody. Whatever. Um, those people are stupid. Because I'm pretty sure that kid had recorded the... Uh, Call of Duty song, which was like... Carry of, On? Uh, the one before that. Oh, uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. 
Uh, I can't think of... Not Ready to Die. Not Ready to Die. I'm pretty not, sure he did the drumming for that, so I'm like... Not Ready to Die is probably one of my favorite Avenged songs. That's it's... got some really solid drumming in it. Um, anyway, so yeah, because they decided to take a really bare-bones approach to this album and give us kind of more of like that classic metal, like kind of Sabbath-y kind of sound to it almost yeah they took a lot of influences like if you pick grab a certain song you can probably find something that sounds similar like uh this means war is very kind of like black album era this, this this means war is a straight up rip off of sad but true yeah and there's no by metallica there's literally no denying that mm-hmm. and you know avenge sevenfold yes my favorite band of all time, but like I feel like it's just disingenuous to even say that this song is not literally sad but true. By it's sad but true by Metallica. Right. That's all it is. Right. So, um, like, so another word. This is a very divisive record. It is super divisive, but and I like this record basically from front to back. Yeah. So let's put it like this. So we do do want to break do want to break down every song this record. Or just mid some highlights. I know we're probably gonna spend a I, lot of time yeah, on the next track. I say highlights for this one. Let's okay, so do highlights for this. What one. are your go-to songs for this record? Shepherd of Fire is number one on this mm-hmm. uh, record. The first track. Mm-hmm. It is such a good way to open this record with like the crackling fire mm-hmm. and then the and the church bells yeah. and like just the dark vibe and yeah. just like bare bones and like, rock and roll like that beat that comes the like it's so good it's yeah just so yes this is like the the skeletons of hell kind of thing you know where it's like this is just such good just rock and roll metal just it's mm-hmm. really got that classic rock kind of thing yeah but like actually has a little bit of balls to it okay not yeah, like yeah, acdc yeah, yeah. where this guy is like pulling his underwear up way too fucking high <laughs> so they can reach some high notes <laughs> none of that shit okay uh this is like the kind of music that the devil likes okay for real like people probably think like oh behemoth and cannibal corpse that's devil music no this is devil music right here <laughs> Satan himself is like, yeah, that shit is what I'm talking about, okay? <laughs> Early Sabbath. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. <clears throat> I think Satan probably hates Cannibal Corpse. He thinks they're all pussies. Um, <laughs> my other highlights is uh, Requiem has my favorite Avenged Sevenfold guitar solo mm-hmm, of for, all time. Yeah. More than likely. It's definitely a contender. It's just some... It's such a good, like... Again, just like it's one of these songs, okay, where like you're listening to it and it's like and you're like, fuck, yes, I am headbanging like this the entire song. And then when the solo comes in with like the wah pedal and it's just like, wow, that's like so in a way generic, but fucking awesome. It's so awesome. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Requiem is another really great moment. Heretic is like the meld between like what this record wants to do and what Nightmare wants to they, do. They and they were her- like, what? They did say Heretic was their first song they kind of wrote for this record. Yeah. So and- it still was like had those moments from previous records to where it 
still had those like dueling guitars yeah. and all the melodic vocals. So it's it, it, it is the bridge. It's a really good song. Yeah. Dude. It's a really good bridge between those two records. Um, and then of course, man, the last two songs are Planets and Acid Rain. <laughs> Planets being Christ. like these brassy horns, trumpets. Yeah. Pla- the whole is... brass section from like you know yeah. a fucking Mozart song came and was featured on this song so that they could be like impending doom, cataclysmic destruction of the earth. Exactly. And Acid Rain is actually the flip side to that song, to where it's taken from the human perspective of the end of the world finally coming for us, and we can't do anything but mess with our microphone. <laughs> yeah, and, I was trying to adjust it. Sorry. But we can't do anything except for accept that death has come and hold each other in our final moments. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> Planet's very, very Pantera. Yeah. Uh, and then one last shout out is the deluxe track, St. James, which yeah. is a song about the Rev who had yeah. passed away on their last album, but it's, it's more uplifting. Yeah, it's more like a celebration of his life. Like yeah. raise, raise, raise a Raise beer, a glass. Raise a glass in remembrance. Yeah. Uh, me? Some of my highlights, like the first song that I really enjoy. Hold that okay. thought. Speaking of raising a glass, do you need me to raise you a glass? I mean, yeah, but I don't want to go grab a drink. I'm going to go. Oh, we're grabbing. We're doing it. We're... <laughs> Please pardon this interruption while uh, Joe is grabbing. So, are we, uh... Technical difficulties there for a moment. Our apologies. St. James is what we were talking about. We're back to St. James. We were talking about raising a glass, and then something just happened, and then we got some some sort of beverages that... (laughs) I don't know. They just dis- I don't know what happened, they but dis- I like it. They descended from the stars. We got some beverages in the remembrance of St. James. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, pretty good Jimmy stuff. Sullivan. Jimmy Sullivan. So yeah, St. James. It's a fun, almost like party atmosphere kind of song. Uh... I don't say old. Yeah, kind of- not like party, like party rock. But not like, like backcountry party. But, but more uh, like pirates. It's uplifting. It's like just celebrate. <laughs> yeah. It's celebrating someone's life. Yeah, that's what it is. So, uh, how about you? What are your highlights? Mine. Uh, initially, like one of the songs I go to a lot is "Doing Time." It was divisive because I skip <laughs> that so much. Actually, just something about it. It's very like Skid Row or like Motley Crue. Like yeah, yeah, little of addiction. Like the way he's just like talking and delivering the lyrics. It's so ridiculously like eighties and like outdated. I love it. <laughs> it is really outdated. Actually. It's so dumb, but I love every bit of doing the time. Everybody doing their time. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, it's yeah. literally it's it's like actually like that. It's like actually like that's what it's like. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's definitely one of my favorites. I love doing time. Uh, besides that, honestly, if it's not that, I'll listen to Heretic because Heretic said before that is a wonderful song. Everything about Heretic is great. The melodies, the way it's delivered, lyrical content. Uh, Coming home is another one I listen yeah. to a lot. Yeah, I like that one a lot too. Uh, 
it's a lot of it's the same like planets and acid rain like it's those two like you can you can, planets and acid rain just been one song like almost planets is such a fucking heavy they share such a thematic well, similarity yeah, but not a musical one if you think about it, it's also highlighted the kind of what like what they're doing with their next record with like the whole th- story with like planets with like uh yeah the plant like the solar system itself is not like trying to eliminate the earth and human life to where acid rain us as humans are witnessing the solar system decide we, they don't want us here anymore. yeah and then take us the out. giants in the sky as yeah. they call it yes it's wonderful beautiful and well, since Mike Elizondo did this one too. Uh, yeah. Oh, what do you know? Well, what so, do you know? So besides the entire same era, you have the songs like "Carry On" from Call of Duty and "Not Ready to Die." Mm-hmm. Also from Call of Duty, "Not Ready to Die" being probably the more superior song. Yeah, I would, I would personally say that I. Actually, yeah, I'm gonna have to respectfully agree with that statement. I'm going to respectfully agree and say that Not Ready to Die is the better song. Yeah, it's a good song. Listen to Not Ready to Die. Okay. So, now we're on to the seventh yeah. studio record by Evan That Sevenfold. one seemed like we skipped over it. It's not that it's a bad record or anything, but it's just we have it's not as deep lyrically i'd say yeah you we know? like we spent almost an hour on nightmare which is rightfully so lyrical content breaking down each song <clears throat> and uh this song is, this this record is oh, a lot more in depth than the previous two yeah this is in my opinion humbly a top 3 record for them so the stage came out in 2016 which, if I remember right, it was like they announced the record and released it the next day. Something like that. <clears throat> or like 12 hours later, the record was out. Like, really what it was is, like, we knew that there was going to be a record because the song, the stage, was, like, it had a music video and everything before the record mm-hmm. came out. That was kind of their breakout single. You know, everyone's like, oh, this pretty cool song. What's the whole record going to be about? <laughs> I think we even got the artwork and stuff for the album. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, you know, we're going to do this live performance or whatever. And then uh, it was like the next day or something like that, they were supposed to release the record, but they ended up releasing it like, you know, like... 24 hours early or something like a little bit of a surprise drop Mm -hmm. like it wasn't totally out of left field but they're like just kidding like if you're watching this concert when you're done go listen to our new album because we're giving it to you now like when your mom gives you a prison on christmas eve night i know that led to very weird like review or like mixed it's hard for it was hard for them like to gather numbers or something like that from that like the fact that it wasn't a scheduled release day they did it like completely off the cuff and just went with it which is fine like it's yeah i don't really give a shit how they released it the fact of the matter is is that this album is fucking awesome it's one of their best yeah it's also their longest 
Is it really? Yep, this is their longest record. It clocks in Why at, did I think City of Evil was this their longest? This clocks in at 73 minutes it's a minute and 35 longer. seconds. It's a minute longer, technically. Yep. It is a minute longer than... Yeah, City of Evil definitely feels longer in a way, but... Yeah, uh, let's just start talking about the songs, man. Okay. The stage so, being 8 minutes and 32 seconds long doesn't feel like the case at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like so much shorter than that, actually. Yeah, it's a fun song to listen to. Like, I don't think there's a song on this record that I'm like, oh, I'm going to skip. Yeah. I literally, like, I love listening to this record from front to back. The stage, the album, um, I think is also worth mentioning that this is kind of like loosely a concept album about intelligence like there's a lot of things dealing with it no it's completely it's completely a concept album like yeah <laughs> yeah it, it's, it's it's but i mean the fact that like it's about intelligence you know because it deals with artificial intelligence it deals with the existence of god or whether he does or doesn't exist yeah, a lot of it the deals th- with um, a lot of the augmenting themes, humankind with robots. Yeah, a lot of, of like a lot of the theories. It's considered a conceptual record on artificial intelligence and the destruction, or like the self destruction of life. Yeah. Yeah, the self destruction of society. So basically, us imploding on ourselves. Yeah. Is what is basically the thing here. So basically, the stage, very much. There's like there's a lot of lyrics in here that goes from like talking about Jesus Christ to uh, other things that have happened throughout history. Yeah, the the music video for it is actually very good. Yeah, it's kind of like a puppet show kind of thing going on at like a mm-hmm. carnival, and it kind of walks through big moments in human history mm-hmm. and how no matter where we're at at human history, there's always the- violence. What this kind of reminds me of, like the way like, the way this record plays out, is uh, that <clears throat> okay, remember it's like uh, fuck, we listened we listened a lot that little Legion record, yes, uh, that about the same kind of topic. It kind of goes has follows that same kind of narrative thing. The first two songs, the first song being the birth of man, and the second song being like the birth or uh, like the birth of man and this intelligence. The second one talking about the like the evolution of science, yeah. And it kind of follows the same kind of format. They're both very similar <clears throat> topic-wise a little bit. But where theirs is more direct, like where Legion's record's more direct about what it's, the story it's portraying, this is kind of not as direct. It's, it's a little into your interpretation, yeah. I would say. Yeah, or it's up the, to your interpretation. It leaves it you, but there's definitely a lot of things that happen in some songs that they reference in other songs. Yes. Lyrically, if you notice them yeah the stage is kind of like a walk through humanity's existence and kind of points out like the you know who's the crown that pierced through the cage kind of thing mm-hmm. which is like you know we kind of put this government upon ourselves it's a little bit of an anti-establishment song i would say yeah very much so uh possibly even with like some you know illuminati kind of undertones like yeah you know who's really pulling the strings hence the puppet show music video and at the end you know you have you know world leaders or whatever that mm-hmm. are 
actual puppets themselves pulling on other puppets' strings. Yeah, it's like, who's really in charge here? Um, Is it you or the puppets that you create? Yeah, so it's kind of one of those things where, I don't know, it's it's pretty thought-provoking. Um, is this one of the best songs on the record? I don't know if I would say it's one of the best, seeing as there's 11 songs, and, I mean, man, there's a lot of good ones. Technically, like, 22 songs, give or take two. We're going to actually tackle this deluxe edition okay, kind of so separately, if you, I think. If, if you didn't know, uh, they kind of perform. They kind of released this record in like an evolving manner, where after the at record released, they kept releasing more songs from the record that weren't on the record, that were either yeah. that were some originals and but mostly covers. But it was a kind of a weird experience that they original. did. Yeah, yeah. So it was uh um yeah the stage. What dose was, was the only original? Runaway song. wasn't a, no. Runaway was a cover. I'm right. I stand corrected. Yeah. It just threw me off because Zach, you were saying it. Okay, so, for, as you're saying? Uh, yeah, the stage, it's... I don't know if it's one of the best songs on the record, but it's definitely very it, good. I don't think there's a bad song on the record, it's, so it's, like, tough tough call there. It sets the record up for everything it needed to be. Yeah, it does its job, that's mm-hmm. for sure. By far. Uh, number two is Paradigm. This is a song about... Um, you know, what if you're an old man and you're laying there dying and you just want to spend more time with your family? Well, what if that was possible? What if all you had to do was connect some wires into your brain, you know, do some rooting around in there, and uh, you could be young forever, you know, just merge yourself with technology, you know, some mm-hmm. microchips and a little bit of augmenting into your human DNA and your physical body you know what's that gonna hurt when boom and you know yes it does bring life back into it you know the guy gets to spend more time with his grandkids and life seems pretty good but then there there's just a point where it reaches you know like what what am i even Mm -hmm. you know like can i even call myself a person anymore like, are these thoughts I'm even having? Are they, like, even my own thoughts? Like, I don't know whether I'm a real thing or, like, a simulation anymore. Like, I, I'm just at a loss what happened to that little boy that I once was. Yeah. I could, That's basically I couldn't say it better myself. Yeah. So, yeah, in exchange for, you know, your humanity, you kind of get to, like, live artificially. But the song likes to kind of point out that maybe that might not be so gratifying actually yeah it's definitely kind of a darker this record definitely takes a dark kind of twist paradigm is uh definitely a track that stands out to me Mm -hmm. for this record yeah same here i got like i have nothing further to add because you basically hit every note that needed to be hit on You want to take over Sunny Disposition then for uh, track number three? I mean, Sunny Disposition is just lyric-wise. I I'm not sure what what to talk about conceptually, but it's a fucking fun song. It is really fun. It's a fun song. It's got blast beats. It's got some crazy lyrics. It's got some weird lyrics like "No one likes cheap wine." Yeah. It's got after like literally, 
it's kind of got this weird kind of like grooving portions it to it. Definitely has grooving. Chorus comes in. It's got like as Matt's close close to the chorus as Matt's singing like the parts like no one likes cheap wine. Their new drummer is just kind of blast performs a blast beat, and then it kind of like stops and then it goes like you get do 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 like a fill from the drums and then everything comes in with this super kind of like almost like dancey kind of groove and rhythm yeah. with like horns and stuff and it's it's fun yeah like, it's, like <laughs> it is fun uh i would say lyrically like if i remember right this is another song that's kind of touches on like what the first song called the stage touched on with kind of like a little bit of an anti-establishment kind of undertone to it yeah you know with like the uh this is the one where it talks about uh, who who pays the tab when you've crossed the line, who writes the check. Yeah, and then I just, um, I just pull up the lyrics. So it's basically yeah, it's a very this song does get pretty dark. It also kind of like likens is. us as a society as to just chickens kind of in a pen or a cage mm-hmm. or swine in a cage. We're just kind of you know cattle to be herded kind of thing and you know when it's we're just pumping money into the system basically to make other people rich and And, uh we never really you know can see beyond you know what's right in front of us so we can't kind of see past the grand illusion so to speak one of my favorite verses is uh of the song is the part where it's just like dear radiation my sweet friend let agents dance upon my nerves let sunlight glow under my skin let toxins seep into my soul like it's just i don't know for some reason that one block just kind of always stands out to me yeah um that could be also i kind of always viewed that as like maybe a reference to like um, a lot of people get up in arms about the whole, like, fluoride being in the water thing. And mm. I definitely get where people are coming from with that kind of thing. Where, like, we don't, like, no one was like, hey, like, you know what? I really think that we should put fluoride in the water. Like, I don't, I, I don't really know that much about it. But, like, you know what we should do is just put this chemical in the water. Like You know, you know like that kind of shit. So, like, I get where they're coming from, but, like, mm. I'm just not myself, like, very educated on that kind of thing to know whether that actually is impactful or not. Yeah. A lot of people say, like, oh, well, fluoride can calcify your pineal gland, which is in the center of your brain. It gets kind of, like, almost conspiracy theorist. Is that even a word? Conspiracy theory? <laughs> conspiracy theorist. Like, you know what I mean? Like Theorist. Yeah, theorist, of, theorist is a thing. So a conspiracy theorist would be a thing. It gets yes. kind of conspiracy Someone who conspires theorist. theories. Conspiracy theoristy. <laughs> what, I, what I'm trying to say here is that, like, I don't know, sometimes people get off on these tangents and they scare people away from what they're trying to say because they come at it in such a, like, kind of like a... Oh, oh, kind of way. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like a, yeah. Like the government's trying to, they're trying to da da da. Like they're out to get us da da da. Like <laughs> yeah. Like panicky, and it's like 
dude, like, whoa. Like, fucking back off for a second there, Junior. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. You're starting to scare me, though, okay? So I'm going to have to ask you to step backward, mm-hmm. take your opinion, go shout up your own ass. Uh, it's not to say that I think that no conspiracy theory has ever been correct, but... And then I don't you know I, that our, yeah. our government's ran by a uh, alien man? All of this being said, <laughs> all of this being said is that the government is led by a bunch of reptiles disguised as humans. I am the lizard reptiles. king. Uh, chemicals are being put in the water, such as fluoride, turning the frogs gay. Frogs don't reproduce, damages the ecosystem. Proven fact, guys. It's like, just ask Donald Trump, Okay. Ask Alex Jones. This is all facts. Alex Jones knows what he's talking about, man. There's, these are just facts. Some people don't, like, especially the liberals, they want to deny this kind of thing. They want to ruin this country. Uh, And they just can't handle the fact that Alex Jones and Donald Trump really do know what's best for the country. And they were right all along, okay? They were right all along. They know what's best for the country. You say that with the stony flat face staring right into the camera? I don't think I could if I tried. <laughs> um, anyway, no, in, in all seriousness, though, that line of the song, I don't know. I think what it's really just trying to say is that, like, you know, people are drinking fluoride. We're killing ourselves. You know, We're killing ourselves. throwing something in the microwave, literally using nuclear radiation to cook their food. We're and we're not really sure how good that shit actually is for you. We're, so, kill, we're killing yeah. ourselves. End of story. We're killing ourselves. All right. Moving on. Goddamn. Goddamn is... That's a punchy song. It's a fun song. I like it. It's really fun, it's fun to song. do. Yeah. Goddamn. I don't know if there's much else. It has a cool do. music video, too. Yeah. It's very... It's like a, It has a very cool music video. There's lots it's, of, like, weird camera effects. And aside mm-hmm. from that, it just kind of seems like... You know, like, they're like, hey, let's just, like, have, like, kind of, like, a hole-in-the-wall concert. Mm-hmm. And then, like, do really wild camera effects with it. Yeah. One thing I noticed is, like, uh... It's, it wasn't, like, really anything important, but, like, when I was watching the video, because I just got, like, those, like, soundproof symbols. Mm-hmm. And, like, I then watched the video, I'm like, oh, fucking... Brooks is playing with those exact symbols in that video. Really? Yeah. That was just a weird note that I picked up on. I did not notice that, actually. Yeah. So, yep. Uh, lyric-wise, it's... I don't know. It's pretty much... Uh, no, I somehow, like, did not... You got even, to creating God. Yeah. I admit I typed <laughs> I in God damn. God damn is... I, I feel like, actually, there is, like, a lot of tones of, like, an anti-establishment kind of thing with this record because there's definitely a, a few of those kind of like lines slipping yeah. here and there throughout songs goddamn is no exception um you know it's kind of like the pledge legions no flag like one of these days we'll have someone that'll pull up all of our information for us and we just have to look at that would screen. be amazing dude so be amazing. i don't have to be looking down at my phone pulling up like lyrics and stuff to make like that way to make sure we're like hitting everything so I think this one is another song about how hey, Jamie pull that up. just yeah Jamie pull that up. <laughs> Look up goddamn Avenge Sevenfold. No the lyrics. Yeah there you go. <laughs> Thanks Jamie. Yeah like pledge allegiance no flag God nation goddamn the devil's dance it the devil dances with the scorned 
And now the fire and how the fire how keeps the us fire keeps us warm. It's one of those kind of what, songs. Okay. You one, know? one of my favorite like I have like a block of like lyrics that are kind of like my favorite in each song. This one I can picture it musically. It's like it's very kind of like chills out. But the lines, no form of payment, yep, no pot of gold will satisfy the depth of what is old. Spilling from the houses in a trance, the children lined up on the road. Cursing, no, like, especially like that part, yep. but it really sets up like how like the drums start like picking up a little bit. He goes, cursing at the piper as he lured your kids away and led them to the river for what was their final day. No need for convincing. On his pipe, he played a song to fool them all. Yeah. Like, it just slowly keeps ramping up and ramping up and it's just like oh, man. this is a really like you done it to yourself kind of you song played yourself and that is something too that does tie into the ai kind of thing yeah where then, that, elon the, musk i know right has gone on the record talking about how like we're going to do this to ourselves if we don't watch out like it's just going to happen. We're go we're we're going to create something that is going to get out, become just out of our control, and like, then there won't be any stopping it. Well, just like uh, the 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 line very early in the song is, it goes beyond Big Brother in the sky, beyond the threat of martial law, no Horus Eye. Yeah, which Horus Eye is always like the third eye in every like Illuminati thing. No one came to cuff you; they just handed you the chains. Blind follow the blind. Now the one-eyed man is king. Mm-hmm. Like so, there's like there's like this song hits on all notes lyrically, and just delivers its basically the same thing as like, we've kind of become the victim of our own mistake of our yeah. own mistakes. Like every deed we've done has now led up to a point where it's like you we fucked up. You just kind of reap what you sow, yeah, kind of thing. Exactly, yeah. we are reaping what we sow, and this and is... whether you know what the seeds are or not, they're gonna grow into what mm. they're meant to be. Yeah, I. I like the song lyrically quite a lot, mm. and the vibe of it's very good. It's a solid, solid song on this record. It's a staple yeah. song, I would say. You know, yeah. like whenever I turn this record on, I always make sure that I listen to "Goddamn" at some okay. point in there. You yeah. know, I like it. Not my favorite, but I really like it. Okay, so uh, number five is "Creating God." This is a interesting song. Yeah. Uh, man, there's just so much to tackle lyrically on this <laughs> yeah, like record. It's like, so much I just like... realized we're only on 5 out of 11, and I'm like, wow, the lyrics just get more and more deep, yeah, kind of. We're, and... we're already almost at the length of the last video. Oh, jeez, dude. <laughs> yeah, jeez. We're gonna have to, like, we're gonna have to, like, kind of go boom 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 down this one so like, i'll let i'll let you do this one they immediately they immediately the, like the first thing that always pops out to me when i'm listening to the song is like the verse basically never held a high regard for Dar darwin selection takes too long a little kick in the pool shouldn't do us wrong yeah like for some like okay, let's finish it. like devouring the very last invention man would ever need but exponential growth is a frightening thing indeed like, that's to me is is basically that it's such a clever way of saying thing. It's like, yeah, natural selection takes too long to weed out all the imperfections within our yeah. race, within society. 
We already so, know what the imperfections are. We already know how to fix them. Why don't we just but, make it go yeah. faster? And then, but like the consequences of like doing that, try to make things go faster, is it doesn't always help. Yeah. So like, which is what basically is what that's saying. It's like, like the part where he was like, but exponential growth is a frightening thing indeed. Us constantly growing and evolving to weed out those things is like, oh whoa 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 guys, we're gonna probably gotta back it up a little bit. We're going a little bit too far too fast. Yeah. So, like, we don't know what those repercussions may be. Yeah, and then we get scared to change or evolve and move on with ourselves because we don't know what's going to happen if we start fixing society and doing things and respecting one another. Yeah, Creating God is such a powerful song. Uh, This one, too, I I just want to make a slight side note here. Uh, I remember, I think, Sinister Gates or maybe M. Shadows was talking about how they went for some of... They tried some different vocal melodies on a lot of their songs, and they mm. went for some of like the more like off the beaten path kind of vocal melodies. So, but, like we wanted them to sound a little bit strange at first, almost. So another thing that I think I don't know if I texted you or texted someone, but I remember when I was working from home one day, mm-hmm. and I was listening to this record. Listening this record from start to finish, and I got to a point where I was listening to this song, and I was like, "Huh, this kind of sounds like the point." Of where this AI or whatever, like, as we, well, basically goes right there, became a modern messiah to save us all. Like, this being is now existing and to start moderating us as humans. It's like, huh, maybe I can fix this. But he gets to a point where he was like, like by the end of the song, the lyrics starts changing and, and, he, like, or God or any, like, figure they're referencing, they're like, maybe I need to try and fix these people more than these people want me or need me so i'm going to leave and let them be like i'm just gonna go and do my own thing and like the kind of thing reinvented a being or created something and they, that being was like oh i'm gonna try and help you people fix your shit and then realize like that it's we're not helpable <laughs> yeah and it's like i'm now I'm just now like literally like that's another line like now the master has just become a stepping stone. It's like well, I'm just I'm. You that's don't want my help. You don't want to like use me. Like I'm just gonna leave. See that's really interesting, because I always read that lyric. Oh how the master has become just a stepping stone. To mean that like okay so humankind created technology to serve us but technology has used humanity as just a stepping stone to get to its next just beyond our comprehension that makes sense because if you look at the the last verse in we went from like oh what's two plus two on a calculator to like you know something beyond our control our comprehension that makes more sense leaping over our potential considering you look at that last verse and it's like like the blow to an ego the bitter pills are hard to swallow we are creating god master of our designs unsure of what we'll find in search of the divine committing suicide mm-hmm. yeah so i, basically I think the song is like just a big metaphor for like you know creating like we were the master of technology at one point but then technology will be the master of us either literally like humans will be enslaved by ai 
Or you could almost interpret it as like, you know, we really just walk around, we're on our phone, we're a slave to, you know, technology in that way that boomers complain about. But mm-hmm. I think they were meaning more of a literal way. Okay. Like, yeah, it's definitely a... Well, there's a lot going on in all these yeah. lyrics, and we are only... Well, we're halfway through, technically. Yeah. Okay, so the next one we have is... Angels. Angels. Um, it's just a good tune. They kind of carry on that, like, from Nightmare and off of some of the tracks from uh, Hail to the King. They really mm-hmm. have this soulful kind of vibe yeah. going on through, like, this song that I really appreciate. Um, lyrically, I'm not, I'm not sure what to make about this song. The lyrics excuse me, are not, like, anything that jump out to me. Like, this has this meaning. It seems, like, very up to interpretation. Like, very open-ended, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, this one, there's always, like, that section of lyrics that, like I mentioned, have been... Section of lyrics that stands out to me is, like, that ending part right here. Took the road, but should have chased the stars. I've lost my way home. Had a photo of the time we shared, but I burned it long ago. Yeah, it's like especially that first part. Took the road, but not but uh, it took the road, but should have chased the stars. Yeah, it's almost like you're given two options. Like you can risk, like chasing the stars. You can risk that part. Like you want to do something. You're like, okay, I can either take the safe route, route, and know I'm like I'll have money, or like no, I'll be able to pay my bills or something like that. Or like, oh, I can chase my dreams or whatever, and take the gamble. It's always it's kind of like how I'm thinking, how I look at it initially, but it's just always like that line is kind of always just like stuck out to me. This is just kind of like that kind of song where it's very, it's, I don't really know how to describe it. It's not like as much going on lyrically as like everything else. Yeah, I don't think, it's but like nothing like in your face, like, hey, this is what we mean by this. The way I always interpreted the song is kind of like a like a don't live your life full of regret kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Almost like it's almost like a lament or like kind of like got that bluesy tone to yeah. like where like you know like you said, which is my favorite part too. Took the road, but should have chased the, chased the stars. But also in the beginning here, you know, it took me years to make my motive motives clear, and the days have not been kind. You know, so it sounds like the kind of person that they kind of were going through the motions so mm-hmm. much in their life that, you know, just working the stupid fucking job and da da da. And then they look back on their life. They're like, wow, dude, I pissed away so many years when I could have, you know, chased the stars. Like okay. I could have at least made my shot, but I didn't even bother to shoot my shot. You know, mm-hmm. didn't even fucking bother to do that. That's what I get out of this song, but yeah, like, that makes sense. I feel like there's a lot that you can interpret this in uh, many different ways, mm-hmm. perhaps. So, yeah, it's just still a good song. All right, what do we got going on? Simulation. In the words of my friend Jaron, he said, "You could tell they really had a lot of fun on this song." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this song is a trip. It's almost a little too crazy for me musically it's yeah it's definitely got a lot going on it's got like this weird like 
etiquette kind of going on inside yeah. of it too. Yeah. Um, Definitely. Yeah, there is like a little skit going on in it. It's. Yeah. What do you think? It's like basically lyrically. How would you break this down? Um. Man, let me just quickly look over them again, because this one is again. It it gives me like that. There's more to everything than what it seems kind of so vibe. Like, who's pulling the strings behind the scene? It has a that, reference to Wizard of Oz. It's got, yeah, it's got a lot of those. Like, Toto's pulled back the green tonight in sight. And, like, even, like, it's even got, like, a Matrix reference. And Blue Pill's coat with such disdain. Yeah. Uh, I wore the shades. for. It's basically just, like, it's almost like you're talking about being blind. Like, there's so many... Yeah. Whatever's going on, whatever like story it's telling is someone's losing their mental capacities here. Yeah. They're almost like understanding too much, like like this person's questioning voices in their heads. Like one of the lines that stick out to me is total understanding doesn't seem to mean a thing when you can't see behind the silver screen of figurine. Yeah. So one thing about this too is like this almost seems to be like someone that like Maybe they, like, you know, this sounds so ridiculous, but, like, maybe they got into conspiracy theories or something like that, right? But, like, then, like, maybe they, like, actually were, like, oh, shit. Like, oh, shit. Like, maybe this is real kind of thing. And then, like, with the, I worn the shade so long that I've forgotten how to see. And it's, like, well, like, man, maybe I've been just thinking about, like, things in such a mainstream kind of way my whole life that like i didn't realize that like this kind of thing could be sitting in front of me the whole time but like no one else is gonna believe me if i say this or they're not gonna understand even though like they won't understand like i do man and then it's like well like this all sounds crazy to me like is this really me and then like it's just like kind of like their mental state like collapsing well then you could also Really quickly, you could also almost interpret this as, like, kind of like a Cthulhu mythos kind of thing mm-hmm. to where, like, you see something you shouldn't have and you have you 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 don't, like, mm-hmm. know what to do with that anymore. Like, so many things we think it's, like, it's not coming from, like, just one specific point. It's also, like, going on that, what you were saying. So it was, like, this person got into things and found all these weird conspiracy theories and it was, like, Oh yeah, yeah. Listen to all these people, and then gets to the point where like something questions his now beliefs, and now he's like, eh, "Is this like, is this actually real? Like, I'm. Are you sure? Like, have are you just, maybe maybe like all these conspiracy theories have misled them, and they're starting oh, to so you and they're think starting to question kind of the it. opposite. Well, because it's like when you look at some of the lyrics, it's like. Uh, basically, like, I question all the voices in my head. Are they mine, or have I been misled? So, that's, maybe you're, like, I don't know. This kind of goes the same way, because it also seems like it's another thing where it's, like, point, kind of told from someone who's not seeing things on, like, the third dimension like we are. Maybe this person is literally seeing things from a fourth dimension and they have this total omniscience understanding from being a being outside of our realm of understanding. Like, or, like, starting to perceive things in the fourth dimension. I literally, you've, like, officially just fucking lost me now. And, like, 
I'm starting to think about the meaning of this song in so many different ways that it's making my head hurt. Okay, I you, don't want to do it anymore. Okay, because you know how basically how the dimensional things work. People, yeah, like beings of yeah. the first dimension can't see things, the second dimension, and so on and so forth. Yeah. So like this third dimensional being is starting to v- see our life in reality as a fourth dimensional being. Oh shit, dude. Yeah, see, now you're fucking me up. <laughs> and... Like, do I understand what you're saying? Yes. Do I want to <laughs> think about it? I don't think so. <laughs> so maybe this... And, like, that would kind of make sense of, like, this whole psych ward thing is, like, this person who's, like, now gifted with the ability to see things from the fourth dimension. It fucking cracked them, man. Yeah. It broke them because how are they supposed to, like, communicate things from the fourth dimensional standpoint to a bunch of third dimensional beings? one all over again or something. We would not be able to interpret it, so therefore we lock them the fuck up and give them drugs. Oh, man. All I know is that the last lines of this are really cool. Posturing the way I feel is truth only what we believe is real. Marvel the sketches that paint the night starlight and take a breath before it's all erased away. It's like just so like especially like the take a breath before it's all erased away. So good. A billion years can be a stunningly short short set a short time. Yeah. It's a good song. So before I It's definitely like a fucking whack job. Before we attempt to break each other's minds anymore. All right. All right. Higher. Higher seems like the, like, nightmare song that was made on the Exist record. Almost. (laughs) It's kind of like that song about loss or missing someone potentially. Mm -hmm. But it's really got such an otherworldly like just out in space kind of thing like this hopelessness and emptiness to me trapped in the vacuum of space that's what i always kind of feel is like when i'm listening to this song it seems like someone that's like uh like they were on a like rocket ship or something that just like completely went fucking awol and like now this person's just gonna like literally ride through space until they die that's fitting to me it's always been like that ai or whatever was like mentioned that was kind of like leaving humanity behind has now like it was like all right it's i've now reached the point where i'm gonna gonna leave this earth behind yeah i'm just gonna travel the stars because we're still just an utter waste of space here on this rock it also feels like this is about like meeting someone that's died too yeah fourth Um, dimension yeah yeah, there's a lot of, like, just mind-blow kind of moments on this. And, like, I feel like at face value, you could, at face value, you could really take this as, like, a, like, I'm 14, this is deep record. <laughs> but, like, uh, I actually find a lot of meaning out of, out of this record. And it's one of my favorites. I think, you know, without sounding too much of, like, a douchebag about Oh, excuse me, without sounding like too much of a douchebag about it, like, I think that a lot of, like, the haters, I guess you could call it, of this record, kind of just maybe don't fully get it. 
Like, yeah, there's a lot of intellectual stuff going on in this record that you normally don't. Uh, there's consider. a lot. To I know read they into. themselves just said they got yeah. into a lot of conspiracy theories, and yeah. Matt got into a lot of conspiracy theories while writing the record. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, if someone doesn't like this record, that's fine. I mean, I'm not gonna try and convince anybody that like the moon landing was faked or anything because Avenged <laughs> Sevenfold made, you know the stage or whatever is <coughs> as a record i just find a lot of deeper meanings and uh musical enjoyment like in some ways that i didn't think were possible actually on mm -hmm. this record there's definitely some interesting flavors and tones found all throughout this thing so roman sky yeah this one we do know what it is about I can't think of the scientist's name off the top of my head. I, I can't say, think I of the fucking say, guy's I wanna, name I want to say Plato? It's not him. It's not Plato? Man, it's like fucking Italiano, Raggiano, like fucking some Italian guy, dude. Let's go to Genius. Oh, okay. Let's go to Genius, because Pe PewDiePie makes fun of Genius, because <laughs> they fucking suck nuts, and I kind of am inclined to agree with him. Uh, let's see. Wow. Okay, so people Gal are... Could it be Galileo? He, here's the... It is not Galileo, I don't think, but it's we, like, <laughs> yeah, this is genius. The meaning of the lyrics. This song is really deep, and I like it. It's like so. Okay, okay so tell me a little bit about about genius. Why or Roman sky? Uh, Roman sky is about like a scientist or philosopher from uh, the days of old in mm. Rome. The guy was executed. I know. I don't know if he himself was from Rome. Girodano Bruno. Yeah, I knew it was like something fucking Parmigiano. Astronomer, like, astronomer yeah. philosopher, mathematician who was burned at the stake in Rome in 1600 on charges of heresy after after saying some of the Catholic doctrines were bullshit. Yeah, basically the guy was like, "Hey, uh, you know the like." Earth's this, not flat. The, the way that like the world works, okay, it's not that like the sun actually goes round us, even though that's what it seems, you know, like I'm pretty sure actually like that we're like a planet that goes around the sun. And like maybe there's also like a fuckload of other planets that go around the sun. And like, you know, shit like that. Like what if that was true? And then like the priests were like Excuse me? <laughs> It's like, well, I'm just saying, like, what if, you know? And then they're like, you fucking kill this guy. Okay, <laughs> how dare you? How dare you fucking suggest any of that shit to us, okay? And he's like, well, you know what? Come to think of it, I think all your fucking religion's bullshit. And they're like, that's it. Now you're definitely dead. And that's my oversimplification and probably just straight-up falsified narrative of how... <laughs> So yeah, he was a basically Bruno was, Mars. What is his name? Giordano. Giordano Bruno. Yeah, that was it. How he was killed, and M Shadows could probably explain that much more eloquently and accurately than I could. Yeah. So basically, he was a philosopher and astronomer. It's like, hey, maybe we're incorrect. They're not flat. They're not revolving around us. We revolve around it. And they're like, you're dead. Something along those lines, you know. Like, uh, I think everybody knows. You know, it's fairly common knowledge that 
a lot of these early astronomers and such and mathematicians were the executed because their theories conflicted with what the church believed. All right. I mean, it's a very good, like, kind of ballad tribute yeah. to... That's yeah. probably the ballad of the record, isn't it? Yeah, probably. Or maybe Angels or Yeah, it's, it's kind of like be, a tribute but... to him. It's like, yeah. oh, hey, you were... You were on the right thing. They, you were just, you were ahead of your time. Yeah. Okay. The next song. It's, it's a big one. We, we've kind of tackled the idea of this on the artificial yeah, intelligence. Yeah, the Fermi episode. paradox is the, the name of the song. Fermi paradox. Which, if you don't know, the Fermi paradox is basically. Let me just give you the Fermi paradox in a nutshell. Here's the Fermi paradox: If the universe is so big, where are all the aliens? Yeah. That's, that, the that's literally actually that is perfect nutshell, like for this theory. <laughs> that like, is the Fermi paradox. Don't even com- don't even complicate it. Like that's it. If the universe is infinite, then why haven't there been like fucking infinite amount of aliens like everywhere around us? Yeah, like, that basically that evolves into so many different theories. On like, if you listen to our episode on artificial intelligence, we got into the fact like maybe they're like the higher echelons of intelligence, where the end is like you basically achieve peace and mindfulness and you understand yeah. the world around you and you can harness the ability of your suns and your galaxy and you're in complete control you're basically in control of your of your universe but at that point there's like some other further evolved being that might come in and like wipe you out that's why we don't have these beings because once you reach that point you die yeah we, we it's like yeah, we where are all the aliens unless we really are alone in the universe in which case why does it why is it infinite? But, like, the know. Fermi Paradox, yeah, we can okay. talk about yeah, for yeah. forever on just theories, but... Right. Yeah, that's kind of, like, the idea of the song is... It's... Actually, I feel like the song has, like, absolutely fucking nothing to do with the Fermi Paradox, but... <laughs> but it was named after the Fermi Paradox. Well, yeah, one, there's, like, there's a lot of blasting. There's a lot of blast beats in the song, which the song is, it's in itself, not that heavy... Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just so enjoyable to listen to. Yeah. This is probably the most difficult song for me to be like, this is what I think the song means. I actually have no idea what this yeah, song Yeah, because means. if you look if you look at the lyrical content, it's got nothing to have to do with the Fermi Paradox, as we just kind of... I, I mean, as far as I can tell, you know? Yeah. It's like, because, I mean, the chorus is Heaven's Work, Heaven's Work on Borrowed Time, Empty Pages, Burn Forever Mine masquerade upon us high all we are is we is all we left behind like this has another super soulful guitar solo though yeah like even like that i chorus fucking is, love this song that chorus has got a lot of soul in it too yeah like i don't know what this what they're trying to paint with this lyrically because normally you can like okay let's look at the title of the song and let's look at the lyrical content you can kind of piece yeah. it together this one has nothing not, to do with the not Fermi sure paradox. on it yeah like literally just not sure on this one my guy uh it's a wonderful song it's probably my favorite on the record very musical yeah very musically pleasing to listen to though yeah. like also i would say like this like record as a whole kind of takes like the whole like we're a metal band thing and puts it in the back seat a little bit. Yeah. Would you agree with that? And like, there, there, there's a little bit more of like a rock and roll, but like very soulful kind of like bluesy kind of feel almost to do, some of this. Do you know what the record is considered? 
Really? What is that? Pro- progressive. Really? Okay. Yeah, it's considered a progressive record. So Okay. Which, it means it kind of makes sense, because they were all, said they're fans of Dream Theater and shit, yeah. so it, they're kind of moving in that direction. Yes, okay. I could, I could see that. So, like... I mean, they've always had the, that, like, bits to them, like, you know, bringing in the choirs and the uh, orchestra and having these, like, seven, eight-minute-long songs. Yeah. To where now they're like, okay, we're going to, like, slowly start to evolve. I think this is the what they were trying to achieve on Nightmare Before the Rev died. Maybe. Like, they, like, were, they, they, like, they had, that. like, these hints and feelings of, like, a record they were trying to make. But then with the Rev's passing, kind of derailed that. I think what's happening is that we had Avenged Sevenfold go from, like, terrible garage band screamo, and then, like, they are just, like, at the end of the day, like, they- one, one day they all got together and, like, we all want to be a prog band, right? And then, like, every guy was like, yup, yeah, we all want to be a prog band, bro. It's like- and they're like, well, like, how do we get there? And then, like, one guy was like, Dude, what we should do is like release an album like this, then like this. We'll mix it up on them with this, and then this, and then this. And that way, like, you know, <laughs> boom, there's like this many records, and like we do something a little different every time, and then we can kind of like, boom, slide in like a little bit of progressive into this one, and like a proggy kind of song or feel onto this song on this record, and then we'll like kind of like stick the dick in there and be like, do you like that? And then, like, the next one... So, my theory is that the next Men Sevenfold record is just going to be... it. It's actually going to be a new Dream Theater album. Confirmed. <laughs> so, they're like, hey, guys, <laughs> let's make a band. Just make punk music. And they're like, hey, do you actually want to be prog? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I feel like instead of just making prog music, we should kind of, like, fucking pussyfoot around with it until <laughs> we just end up there. <laughs> <laughs> instead of just making a prog record let's just pussyfoot around until we stumble upon it <laughs> alright so let's get into the song on this record uh, it's a song called uh, Exist this is one of the best Avenged it Sevenfold songs ever period the longest Avenged Sevenfold song in existence at was 15 <laughs> minutes and 41 seconds. I yeah. So damn near 16 minutes long. It's it's fucking all over the place. The song starts off calm, goes just keeps going up and up and it's the point where it's just this instrumental with Neil deGrasse Tyson speaking over it, delivering like different parts of like synopses and papers he's published. Um, I think that's partially true. I think that might be partially true, but I think actually Val writ, wrote that speech. Did you? I don't think you said he. Uh, a lot of it was like no. Bits Val, of... Val 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 is M Shadow's wife. I'm yeah, pretty I sure. I thought it, it was. I thought uh, she wrote most of that. No, I'm pretty sure it was just them going back and forth with uh, fucking Neil deGrasse Tyson. It could be. I don't know. I don't know for sure. Yeah, I know originally they wanted the Pale Blue Dot. Yeah, that's true. On there, and they couldn't get it for rights reasons, so they... Man, we're almost at two hours again. Yeah, they got Neil deGrasse Tyson and said, no, we're, we're going to be over two hours. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. So, so basically, exist is literally, it's the Big Bang. Yeah. That's what this is. This is the Big Bang from start to finish. I think that's how they even broke up the songs. Like, from here to here is the birth of the universe. This is the bang. And now, and, like, the lyrics are basically just talking about either from the planet or from us just, like, existing and it's like we're like we're sailing in the we're in a fucking fucking giant ship just kind of spinning throughout the galaxy yeah that's what we're doing we're sailing across through the sea of stars uh blissfully unaware of the beauty both out there beyond our sight and underneath our feet Like, cause I mean, cause if you look at, cause Neil deGrasse Tyson, he that's has like, dude, look at how has, many lyrics there that's, are. I mean, like, if you look right here, that's a quotation. All this, like, okay, so here's all of Matt's stuff right here. Yeah. From here on, that's all Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, I know. So, uh, also, like, exist again. It's 15 minutes long, and the first like seven minutes of the song is just instrumental. And then the last five minutes of the song is just Neil deGrasse Tyson doing a speech. So there's like, you know, what is that? He's... Three, four minutes or something yeah. of, a, of a song with lyrics, like, within this song. It's just, honestly, it's so epic. It's something that, like, is definitely, like, one where I've listened to this even at 15 minutes, start to finish. I've listened to this song dozens and dozens of times i've spent hours of my fucking life listening to just this song yeah it is a life changer man it is a fucking game changer i would say honestly to me the best part of the song is the neil degrasse tyson speech really because like i think it's one of the best parts if you think of like just his opening line it goes we have one collective hope the earth and yet uncounted people remain hopeless Famine and calamity abound. Sufferers hurl themselves into the arms of war. People kill and get killed in the name of someone else's concept of God. Do we admit that our thoughts and behaviors spring from a belief that the world revolves around us? Each fabricated con- each fabricated conflict, self-murdering bomb, vanquished airplane, every fictionalized dictator base biased or partisan or and wayward son are part of the curtains of society's racial ethic religious national and cultural conflicts and you find the human ego turning the knobs and pulling the levers yeah like fuck man like i only wanted to read two like two sentences of that yeah that's it's but like that's one of a lot to tackle i feel like this song even though it's so long like it almost does require a list, like multiple listens. Like, you know, like there's one more line I want to pull, couple, like section of lyrics I want to point out, and that is this, the final part is until the rise of a visionary new culture that once again embraces the cosmic perspective, a perspective in which we are one, fitting neither above, above nor below, but within. Yeah. Like fuck, man. We really just need to like get our shit together and like. We're all just fucking humans, primates, living on the same ball of rock, floating in a sea of stars, dead yeah. stars and planets. Existence 
is a song that I'm like glad that I have gotten to listen to before I died. Yeah, you know like, what I mean? Like, literally, this is a song I will take to my grave. Um, the speech at the end is amazing. The lyrics throughout the middle of the song are amazing. The whole song is a metaphor for the creation of the universe or the birth of the universe. You know, the Big Bang, the forming of the Earth, and then how humanity rose to power. And what does that all mean for us? Like, we're all humans, you know, if we're listening to this song and understanding the song, like, you're a human being. Like, what does that mean for, like, the past, the present, and the future of our race? Exactly. And, like, what, like... Have you ever just stopped and thought, like, about what you're doing? Like, what what are we doing? What what are we... Guys, what are we doing? What are we doing on this planet? Hello? It's... Like, because so many people are just like, Hey, man. Like, give me your fucking wallet. So that, like, I don't know. Like, and then, like, there's fucking wars and, like, petty crimes. And, like, people are just being assholes to each other and shit. Then there's a lot of good people doing a lot of good things, trying to benefit people, but it's like, okay, those may be two opposite sides of like a big spectrum, but like, what does it even mean at the end of the day? Like, whether you were good or evil, like, mm-hmm. it's like the concept of existence is like something so large and unbiased that it's like, intimidating to mm-hmm. think about it's it's a heavy topic and it's like we gotta there's a video that if you're taking this long to listen to this full podcast which i hope you are there's a video by neil degrasse tyson or like a speech that i want to i want to make sure it's in the show notes but it's uh basically called the great like the best thing or the greatest thing and he talks about us and how the same molecules and particles that make up us as people make up the solar system and, and make up the earth and how we are not separate. We are not, we are individuals, but we are not separate. We are not separate people. There aren't. So what if you think differently, your skin color is different or your different color hair, who gives a shit? Like we, the same things that make us up, are the same thing that make up the ground and the air and the sky and the stars. There's no us and them. There's just we. There's just particles in the universe arranged in different ways. Uh, like, we are all just made up of the same stuff. We are the same. Yeah. So, I definitely... It's just, like, something that when I first heard it, it's kind of just stuck with me. Like, we just gotta be more respectful and appreciate it. I know it's gonna, it's gonna be a long stride before this... All of us on this planet are even... I hope we get to a point where we're all coexisting. That there's not wars being fought and people dying for stupid reasons. Yeah. Over conflicts we can't resolve. Like, we're all stuck on this planet together. Like, why would we threaten each other with war and bombs when one wrong move, like, think about all the nuclear warheads in the world, one wrong move and we're, we're, we're all gone. Like overnight, or maybe not overnight, maybe a little longer than that, but we're all gone and fast. How fast we can wipe this out. How yeah. we can ruin any life to ever exist on this planet again. Oh, yeah. 
we could we could destroy this planet Even, so quickly, like, irreversibly destroy like, everything like, so I, quickly. I, I think the chances of life life in the universe is high given the amount of planets out there. But like, what if what if we are the only bit of existence, bit of life that has evolved to this point, or at all that has been allowed to exist in? That's, we we, yeah. th- we throw it all away because that's true. Like, we, there's no we, motherfucker out there that can tell us, like, with beyond a shadow of a doubt, that there's something else out there. That if we're gone, that like there's something else out there that can continue. Like, we actually might be all there is, man. And like, if we wipe ourselves out, yeah, because we can't fucking get along. Yeah, it's such an infuriating thing. It's like just. Please respect your neighbor. Who cares? Respect your neighbor. Love each other. Be nice. I'm not saying go out of your way and like go like if you want to go out of your way, someone just be nice to people. Don't shit on someone for thinking differently. Don't just if someone's wrong, don't you don't have to be a complete asshole. Just just like say, hey man, maybe no, it's actually this and like simple it's just i don't know it's just all wrong yeah like yeah i get what you're saying people know how to act right and they choose to not yeah i mean we're all we're stuck on this fucking rock together yeah let's just make what time we have pleasant yeah see how nice it'd be we didn't have to worry about war and all this shit just how different society would be we could stop funneling all this money into defense I can't even and, we- and weapons yeah. and actually work on fixing our ecosystem or like f- repairing damage to our ecosystem, improving our life to a way where we don't need to be like cutting and burning down rainforests and shit like that. We could we help working to regrow it and replace things and think of how many species have gone extinct in the past 10 years or so. Yeah, like, I, I just can't even, even that first step, like, just imagine, like, a world people no weren't war. fighting, like, it's like... How much a difference that would make? Impossible, like, I just can't even wrap my head around that. We could, we could, we could work on fixing not only just pieces of our own nation, which are fallen down below standards, we could then start improving the quality of life across the globe. It's just simple, and I got, I got nothing more to add on the topic. And I've said I've said my piece. It's, exist though exist is an just, amazing song. Listen to exist. Uh, if you want to have like really rambly thoughts that don't really make any sense, and you don't know where to go anymore at this point in your life, you need to listen to exist. Like me and Trevor have multiple, yeah. multiple, multiple times. Listen to exist. Uh, I'm gonna try and find a bunch of stuff to. I won't touch that anymore because I just made a lot of <laughs> to sound. key into the show notes, but yeah, listen to exist. I'm gonna have some see if I can get some Neil deGrasse Tyson videos linked in for Dalton too. That would be cool too. Put in there. Uh, I like him. Pale blue dot as well. I also like Neil deGrasse Tyson. I will also. I was talking about Dalton <laughs> when I said I like him. I'll also try and find there's a video of a uh, here's Carl Sagan explaining second and third dimensional beings. Yeah, and that way you I know can, that, yeah, that way you that. can kind of ra- like, un- understand what I was talking about. I was talking about a fourth dimensional being seeing things from the third dimension and us not being able to comprehend it. Because Man, we probably sound so nuts. We do, but it's it's an actual thing, and it's beautiful. I've gotten really into like listening to stuff like that. Carl and, like, Sagan's like the Mister Rogers of science. Like I'm not 
highly intelligent at all, but like trying to listen to like those astrophysicists and stuff like that and attempt understanding them. Like I've picked up a lot and it's just like it's wonderful to hear and I recommend it. Listen to it. You'll learn something. You'll be better yeah. people. You'll be better off for it. I agree. All right. I think we've really I mean, it's been a long ride. Yeah. Going through every Avenged Sevenfold album. Um so close closing thoughts, closing statements, plugs, oh, let's man, go. Man, it's just like this band was a total game changer for me and I've been listening to them for well over a decade now and it's kind of crazy to think about that. So they mean a whole lot to me as a band mm-hmm. and I hope that they impact you, you know, the viewer in some sort of way. I hope you, you know, decide to check them out and, you know, any of these songs, you know, there's we'll try and link maybe some of the the more touchy-feely kind of songs I think on this. Some that you can just pop in some earbuds and just listen to. Definitely exist. That like are just gonna like really open your eyes and or mm-hmm. make you think about something in a different way because I think that's where a lot of the power of this band really lies is that like it's really made me look at things in a different way so many times. Yeah so so uh, Joe, where can they find you? Where can they find us? Where can they listen uh, to us? Yeah, so... Um, oh, first of all, what are you thinking? Merch is in the yeah. store. We'll have a link in the show notes to go to the store. Yeah. We got. We just added scarves, I believe. Scarves I and flannels. D- dude, I don't know what spatulas maybe next. Maybe what spatulas. Do you maybe, next? maybe we'll have Stitcher. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll get there someday. Maybe we'll, uh... Dude, wrist sweatbands. Dude, sweatbands? Can I have? Can I get, like, watch bands with art with yeah. the R.O.E. on it? Like, watch oh, yeah. bands? Fanny packs. We're gonna get Amiibos made of Dalton. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely check out the merch. Uh, of course, beyond <clears throat> all the silly things, we have t-shirts and hoodies and hats and much more. So, flannels is another really cool mm-hmm. thing that we just added. Uh, very excited about that. Can't wait to get my own. Yeah, so you can, uh, where can they follow you, Jeff? Uh, yeah, I'm at R-O-E Tengu on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Octopus Ink Blots at everything. And I think our Twitter is at R-O-E O-R-G, that's R-O-E org. And give us a follow on Twitter as well. Um, we are also yeah. on anchor.fm Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public. We're on YouTube. We're a lot of places. Of course YouTube, dude. Facebook. We're on Facebook now, too. We're on Facebook. Facebook. Wow. Page. Go give it a like. We have a Twitter page. We have a YouTube. No, what we don't have? Stitcher. We don't have Stitcher. That's true. So, yeah, leave us a like if you're watching on YouTube. Leave us a comment if you're watching on YouTube. We really like to hear from you. Know what you think. And uh, just be nice to your fellow neighbor. Be nice to each other. Love each other. Remember, we love you. And just, you know, be nice. And pet your motherfucking.